this is it. This is it. I, I, you know, I don't know if you saw the price today, but the gig's up. We had a good run. We had a really good run. But we all knew, always knew it was going to end like this. We always knew it was just going to crash and it was going to go all the way to zero. And that was that. This is so unprecedented. Bitcoin's always been so stable. I just, it's hard to accept. You know, it just, it's just really difficult. So we're going to do a short little guy's take today because Bitcoin, Bitcoin is dead again. It's time for a guy's take episode. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Bitcoin Audible. I am Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And we had a hell of a fun day in the markets today. Um, woke up to lots of excitement. Uh, sorry, I did not finish. I'm still working on Lynn Alden's piece on inflation, deflation, MMT, quantitative easing. It's a really, really amazing in-depth piece by Lynn on the nature of debt and money printing in the context of government and what those tools are and what the consequences of them are. Uh, and it's really in-depth, uh, but and it'll be a long one, but it's, it's a monster, so it's taken quite some time to actually get through it. And then I've also not had, had a whole lot of time today to do it. Um, that's why we got a short episode today. Uh, my poor, poor Roxy, um, uh, my, uh, the older of our three dogs, <clears throat> is uh, having a just a rough, rough time of it. She, um, she's been, something's been really bothering her in her mouth. She's clearly been in a lot of pain the last couple of weeks, and then it got really bad the last few days, and we finally uh, took her in to get x-rayed and figure out what was going on, and apparently this has been going on for way longer than she's actually been letting us know that there's been something wrong. But she has got a infection, a bacterial infection in the bones underneath her teeth. And they had to pull eight teeth from her head today. And she looks about like somebody who had eight teeth pulled out of her head. Finally got her to lay down a little bit and actually get some look like she was trying to go to sleep finally. So I'm going to try to do an episode real quick. That said... Don't really care much about the price. Um, it's, uh, you know, same old story. Uh, for anybody who's new, if you have not witnessed a Bitcoin price crash like this, uh, this, is, this is how it goes, you know? Um, I think I've done one of these episodes before, actually, in response to a different crash. This may be actually the third time, potentially, that I've just done an episode in response to a crash. Um, and it's funny, too, because my wife is... It's it's so common now, and we've you know been experiencing this together for so long that my wife kind of had the same thing. As I told her, it was like it dipped down to like thirty thousand today, and she was like, "Ooh, that's terrible! Oh my god, I bet people are freaking out." <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just par for the course. Um, and uh, if you have not gotten your your panic crash badge yet. If you weren't here around uh, March of 2020, which is probably the last one that was really as steep as this crash. Um, but if you hadn't gotten it yet, well, well, you earned it. If you held through and you didn't panic sell, 
and or even better, if you bought the dip, you have earned yourself a badge. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. You are on your way to earning your stripes. You haven't gotten a bear market badge yet. Unless you bought in at 2017 and then held it for two years in, in the red, that's when you get your bear market badge. That's a serious badge. You know, only the, only the real Eagle Scouts, only they earn that badge. So you'll probably, you'll probably have to wait a little bit to get that one if you're, if you're new to the space. But honestly, this was desperately needed. When you've got 10 or 20 random tokens that are brand new, weeks, months old at most, that are skyrocketing simply because they have a dog icon, uh, you, you know it's time to clean house. Um, and this is why I tweeted, you know, we need a 30% drop. I got more than that. I got, we did better than that. We got a, I mean, from the all-time high, it was about a 50% drop. But so much of this market was speculative froth. I use the analogy that, you know, when you pour, when you pour a drink into a glass too fast, when you pour beer too quickly, you get tons of, you get tons of foam on top, right? But that foam isn't what's meaningful. You have to wait for the foam to settle back down to get to the drink, or you scrape the foam off the top. Markets are kind of like that too. The sentiment, when, when the actual fundamentals start to increase and the base of the real value in Bitcoin starts to grow, it brings in enormous amounts of froth because you get tons of speculators who flood in who are buying it because it's green and for no other reason. They have no idea why. They don't care. You know, most traders, most speculators would literally buy dog shit. And you could argue that they have done that very thing in this cycle, but they would literally buy dog shit if they thought it was going to go up in price. If they thought dog shit was going to have green candles on the chart, they would buy it so that they could sell it later. They're not investors. They don't care about what they're trading. They're just here to speculate. And there is a massive amount of that in this industry because green candles bring that in. Volatility brings that in. What is a monetizing asset that is perfectly scarce? Nothing but green candles and volatility. So you're going to have enormous amounts of speculative fluff on people who have no idea what they are buying. They are simply trying to make dollars. So these moments are precious. These moments are absolutely critical. They are the ones that wipe out the cheap hands, the weak hands. They remove, they take the foam off the beer and we get back to what's real and we get to back to a solid foundation of the people who are here for what Bitcoin is in the long run. And you get an opportunity, the people who do know what the hell they're buying, get the opportunity to buy in at a lower price, which is rare, particularly in bull markets. You know, when, when you get it, you get it for an hour. I mean, hell, did you see the chart today? Did you see that wick? It closed today. Uh... Because uh, I'm looking at the four-hour chart right now. There is a candle that goes from 39,000 to 29,000 and then all the way back up to 37 in four hours. That's, that's a leverage dump. That is, that is the market cleaning out all of the margin traders. And the daily candle has a $13,000 spread in 24 hours. That's pretty amazing, to be perfectly honest. So, Bitcoin is dead, and um, here we are again.
Getting the same old stories from Peter Schiff. Not stable, can't be a store of value. Look what happened in the last five days. Oh, the time horizons. The time horizons of people are so short. Look at the 50-day moving average. The 50-day, or I guess it's not the 50, it's the 20. It's the 20 period moving average line is still at, is still at $55,000. And a whole three months ago, we were right here. Yeah, so between about the beginning of January to middle of February, we bounced around from about $31,000 to $39,000. And three months later, we're $37,000 right at this moment. Uh, give or take a few thousand if you wait an hour. And we'll probably level up, level back out pretty soon. And I think we'll still be continuing on this bull market. I think we've really only just gotten started. Um... It might be good if this stays prolonged just a little bit to see if there, like, I still think there's plenty of the shitcoin market to wipe out that needs to stay in panic mode and capitulation mode. But I kind of think we'll probably start to pick up again before that actually gets wiped out. I think we're in, I think we're in a much bigger cycle uh, than this, obviously, um, or at least in my estimation. But I'm happy. I was able to stack a little bit. And this is why this is why you DCA, right? Is like if you're trading, you're gonna get absolutely obliterated. Just de just auto stack uh and withdraw to your keys. You know, you'll get the opportunity to buy in dips like this if you have uh funds available, but if not, you'll still just get your auto buy in on these prices. You'll still get it in at thirty thousand dollars. It's thirty-five thousand as it's consolidating and going sideways, and you'll be stacking over time, and you'll continue to build up Bitcoin. This is why that's the way you do it. This is why you hold your keys. This is why you don't trade. You don't have the opportunity to panic sell. This is why I pick Swan Bitcoin and Bitbox as my sponsors. They are perfect tools for exactly that strategy, and you don't do anything else. There's no headache. There's no freaking out. Like Keep it simple. Just buy and hold savings for the long term. And then you don't have to worry about it. You can just enjoy it when some ridiculous events like the last couple of days have occurred. Now, I don't think, you know, there's always quote unquote bad news that coincides with this stuff. And I think it's mostly just that pressure builds up to move in one direction or another. I think we've been overheated for quite some time. And, you know, like I said, we've got to clean house. We've got to wipe out the excess margin or leverage or whatever. But everybody tends to point to the events, right? Everybody tends to point to, oh, well, Elon uh, posted and started poo-pooing Bitcoin for all of its uh, energy consumption. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But, you know, if that had happened while Bitcoin was on the way up, Bitcoin would have still gone up. And you see this quite a bit. If you've been here for long enough, you'll see that during the bull markets, like when we're in the bull run, then you'll get tons and tons of bad news, but it almost just doesn't face it at all. In fact, sometimes the bad news hits and the price just rockets up. And then you'll get the opposite, is that when you are in a contraction period or the, uh, the price is consolidating back down, is you'll get bunch of, a bunch of good news and nothing happens. It just, the price falls. Something great happens, the price collapses. <laughs> it's just the way of things. But Basically, when you're sideways and you're in a consolidation period and the price is trying to determine if the, the market's trying to feel if it's overheated, 
or needs to correct, you'll start to build up these pressures. And I think we've obviously been in that phase for quite some time. Everybody's too bullish. Everybody's too assuming it's just going to go up in a freaking straight line. So they've leveraged too heavily on it. And there were too many speculators who were just here because the next candle obviously is going to be green and they're not here to invest in Bitcoin. They have no idea why this is even a thing. They're just here to make green candles. And they got called out. They're getting punished for their assumptions. And as that pressure builds up, Elon says a nasty tweet, and there it is. There's the people who are worried about the green candle not actually showing up, being like, oh God, I gotta get out of here. I, I don't know what's happening. Elon hates it now. I'm out. And it dumps. And then we get another a stupid mistake. Like, I'm not sure if anybody's heard about the BlockFi thing. I thought this was a joke. I, I just was certain this had to be a joke. But it appears to be real. Um, I haven't gotten explicit details on it, um, but it looks as if BlockFi, and this is why I always warn people there is always a risk with a custodian, and it doesn't matter what that risk is. They could be hacked, they could make a mistake, or they could fat finger some reward system, and something that was supposed to give you $700 in rewards in a stable coin might accidentally be implemented on their platform to allow you to withdraw Bitcoin instead of stablecoins. And that appears to be what has happened. BlockFi has completely fudged their reward system and accidentally gave out or rewarded people with full Bitcoin for every single dollar stablecoin of some reward that they were supposed to be getting. It's a mess. It is an absolute mess. And this could be really bad for BlockFi. And you know, when you think about custodial risk, you think, oh, there's going to be some new regulation and you're not going to be, with be able to withdraw. Oh, they're going to get hacked. And, you know, they're going to be running fractional reserve. They're going to rug pull on you or they're going to be counterparty risk and something about their business model is going to go wrong and they're going to go under, blah, blah, blah. Like you think of all these things. But, you know, it's never on your bingo card. That instead of sending them a couple of stable coins, they send them a couple of Bitcoin. Instead of people withdrawing a few dollars in rewards, they get a few millions of dollars in Bitcoin. I hope they are okay. I, I, I guess I hope they get the Bitcoin back and everything for the sake of everybody who has accounts with them, who has savings and the obligations that they have for Bitcoin. But Jesus... That's a tough one. That is a tough one. For people who were able to withdraw, they've got a, they've got a problem on their hands. Here's to hoping they work it out. But you know, not a whole lot else to cover. Um, I want to go back and uh, cuddle with my dog and see if I can make her feel a little bit better. I hope you guys have enjoyed the market. I hope this has, been, this has not been stressful to you. I hope you were able to buy the dip if you had any dry powder left, I hope you know what you bought into and you know that this is just another of the 2,000 flash crashes that Bitcoin has had to clean house and unlever the system so that we can find the real base and start to grow again from here. Gotta get rid of the foam from time to time. So that's apparently what we did on May 19th, 2021. And I intend to have the Lynn Alden piece 
available for everybody tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. She is queen of the macroeconomic breakdown, and uh, I'll get a short guy's take at least on inflation and deflation and some other great stuff to come later in the week. And I am so, I am so close. I can taste it to the end of the Block Size War audiobook. Uh, Jonathan already listened all the way back through. Now we are just waiting on me. I promise I'm getting it done as fast as possible. But right now, I'm going to go take care of my dog. So that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe to Bitcoin Audible. And until next time, everybody, take it easy, guys.